put them up by four. Start a party in the garden, hit me up back door. Tell them welcome to the east where his handles abroad. We conference nonsense, fighting LeBron. Hardwood when the Rockets hand out cars. Defense when the clock kills, no shots off. Hello guys, welcome back to the Celtics Pulse podcast. My name is Brendan. I'm actually the only one that's going to be on here today. And we're covering the preseason. The first two games started, and I could not be more happy the basketball is back. Like, I have something to finally do with my time, especially the Celtics. Oh, my God. Um, first two games went pretty well. Um, don't care too much about the outcome of these things. If you win, you win. It, it's not. There's no win-loss that's going to matter here. It's all about who does what you want to see, who changed what over the offseason, where players improved. And things like that. So kind of just hopping into it here. Uh, game one. Also, Brad said no one was going to be playing over 20 minutes. So none of these are uh, extended sample sizes or anything like that. Um, game one was pretty nice. Uh, it started with Jalen Brown going off in the first quarter like he usually does. He did that a lot for us last year. He had that really nice uh, step back that was almost like a push off. Um, and hit that four point play. His, tan- his handle looks a lot tighter, which I know he said that he had worked on, and that's a big part of his game if he can take that to the next level. Uh, Mike was pointing out, Mike or Scal, one of the two, that he was running the pick and roll. And if if we have Tatum do- or Jalen, excuse me, doing that, then practically everyone in our starting five can be running that pick and roll. And that's just so dangerous. Every screen, you're going to have to be so worried about everything. Someone's going to be open. I noticed them swinging to the weak side corner three a lot doing those overhead passes uh Kyrie hit that a couple times and a few others but that was nice to see um of course Kyrie did his thing you know if we needed a bucket Kyrie's gonna get that Tatum seemed a little off uh you know maybe sleepless nights from having a little kid comes with it but uh he, he seemed okay I'm not worried about him obviously he just shots weren't falling and, uh, yeah, like I said, Kyrie looked like him old self. I got no worries about him coming off that injury. He seemed like he was completely fine. Um, in game two, I think Tommy was saying that he even looks a little slow still. I didn't notice that. But if he does, then, Jesus, when Kyrie's healthy, the league better watch out. But I think everyone already knew that. Uh, Hayward, on the other hand, definitely looks uh, a little slow. He's still not in game shape, which is to be expected. I mean, it was a crazy injury. I was his first game back, first two, and it's just going to take a little while. It's going to get a good amount of the season in before we really get back to some Gordon Hayward that we know from Utah. And I just want to see the athleticism out of him. He had a, um, he did have a nice three that I was really glad went in because he just needed to see a shot go in. Second game, he struggled a little bit with uh, foul trouble. He had five going in uh, in the first half, and actually him and Brad were laughing about it a little bit after the game. Brad was saying a small part in him hoped that Hayward fell out. I'm sure, he wants to keep his keep his college uh, his college player healthy. But yeah, game one went okay. Um, there were some those Miles Bridges putbacks were absolutely ridiculous. I didn't realize that he was athletic as he was. Both of them were one handed. It was they were nasty, um, and. Uh, Robert Williams looked decent. I really want to see him get some minutes with the starting, uh, with some of the starting guys, because I feel like that's where he'd fit best. He has more of a complimentary game rather than taking over. 
He played some nice defense. He was switching onto the perimeter in game two. He was guarding Malik Monk on the outside, who, by the way, thank God Malik Monk is finally going to be getting some minutes under uh, the new Hornets head coach because that man deserves it for sure. It blew my mind that he was not getting played last season. Uh, but yeah, Robert Williams had some nice passing even. It was a little unexpected. He had that deep, uh, some nice defense, which you that is something that is a staple of his game. He almost caught uh, this one lob. I want to say it was from Terry, and it was misplaced, which would be why he missed it, but it was almost crazy. We're going to see those at some point this year. He's, he's DeAndre Jordan, Clint Capella. He's those athletic big men that just run and play above the rim, and he's going to be an amazing threat to have this year. I, I know it was saying that he might spend a good amount of time in Maine, I hope not. I think that he's going to impress and spend a good amount of time with the with the A team in Boston. Um, and yeah, game one wasn't too crazy. Like I said, don't worry about the win and loss. Um, everyone looked decent. It was nice to have Tice back. Uh, he still looks a little slow. We saw a little more of him in game two, hitting some shots. Brad Wanamaker looks like he's going to be a fine replacement for. Um, for Shane Larkin, that uh, he can definitely play that role, and we're not going to be missing anything. Even though I did like me some Sugar Shane, don't get me wrong. Uh, the big, Im- the big people that were impressive game one were probably uh, Jalen looked really nice, like I said, first quarter, but no one played in extended minutes. And Terry, oh man, Terry is a starting point guard somewhere. Um, I'm really just going to have to appreciate his last year in Boston because there's no way we're going to be able to sign this man for the money he deserves. He's in a contract year and he knows it. He's playing like it. Um, I did want to note, uh, it's kind of interesting what the rotations are. And obviously it's not going to be the same in preseason. And Marcus wasn't there for game one. But the early sub that Brad did was he actually took Kyrie out of the game for Terry. And then eventually a little uh, few minutes later, he ended up taking Hayward out. But he ran uh, Kyrie with the second unit. So if that's what Brad's thinking, I know last year mainly it was Horford that he would run that second unit because he would be able to help all the all the guys mesh together and get a bucket on that, get a bucket, get some stops, and just be working together. Hayward is really good with that. Kyrie's the same. If we have Kyrie Irving running our second unit, then we're going to be insane. And really, we can have any of these guys running our second unit because you take one out and we have so many replacements on the bench that can still fill that role and make our starting lineup just as good as probably the opposing teams. Uh, you can have Marcus come in. You can have Terry come in. Marcus Morris can come in. Shemi can come in at times. Everyone has proven they are very capable. Uh, Tice, like I said, hopefully eventually Robert Williams. It's going to take a little while, but it, it's promising. The team is looking nice there. Um, yeah, and that was game one. It was it was a good way to start off the season. I'm happy to have basketball back with that. Uh, around the league after that, the still no news from Jimmy Butler. Both sides apparently are frustrated, mainly Jimmy. He's trying to get out of there, but Philadelphia is being absolutely – I mean, uh, excuse me. Uh, to, uh, wow, drawing a blank here. Minnesota is being absolutely ridiculous in their asking price. I heard that when they asked Philly for a trade, they asked for Ben Simmons. And it's just, what are you thinking for one year, Jimmy Butler? Uh, I think that the two that I've heard, actually three, 
at this point. The main one Jimmy said he wanted to go there was to Houston, play with his old buddy D. Wade in his last year, and it would be around. I believe Josh Richardson, a first and something like that, uh, with the Kings being rumored as a team to eat some cap space in the shape of Gorgie Dang for a couple firsts or a first, second, whatever, uh, a few draft picks. Or the Phoenix Suns getting involved, either with the Kings or without, possibly a four-team trade I've heard of, uh, and trying to steal a point guard somewhere, whether it be Tyus Jones, Jeff T, or Drogic. I don't think Drogic goes anywhere. doesn't make sense for Miami to trade for Jimmy Butler and then get rid of Drogic. So that should be interesting. But yeah, there's no news on that yet. And you feel like it has to happen really soon here. I would... I was thinking that within the last couple of days, he would already be moved. Uh, like I said, yeah, Miami was one place. The other big rumor has been Houston making a strong push. If they can not give up P.J. Tucker, then that's going to be really nice for them. If they can take Eric Gordon and pretty much upgrade Eric Gordon into Jimmy Butler uh, with whatever they have to do for the fillers to make cap space work, like I said, whether it be that third team, and throwing some draft picks, I think that that'd be really nice for Minnesota, too, to get another playmaker and shooter to go around towns. He's a little bit more of a spot-up. And that would work great for them. And it would probably put Houston over the top. So I think you could see Houston going after that. And the other one that's uh, arised now is Milwaukee. And I think Milwaukee would be a, a really nice fit for Jimmy, but does it put them over... I don't know. I do think that Giannis has potential to be MVP next year, the best player in the league, and run run the NBA after LeBron is gone. So there's definitely the potential there. The package was around Middleton, which would really take a big hit to them because, especially as a Celtics fan, I know how insane Middleton was last season. And he's just a shooting monster. He can knock it down from anywhere. Um, <laughs> that buzzer beater in Boston was crazy and made for one of the best games. So in a way, I almost thank him for that. Yeah, Middleton, he's an underrated defender. He would be really nice return for Minnesota. So if I'm them, I'm definitely taking that. But I don't think that Milwaukee wants to give up Middleton for Jimmy. Um, yeah, and then we saw Luka Doncic's first game. He looked really nice. I would pick him for rookie of the year in a heartbeat right now. I, I don't, he's way too polished for how he is. For how young he is, uh, being a first-year player, it, it's just ridiculous. You can tell all the experience is definitely helping him out from the EuroLeague high level of play. And there's just there's not very many people in the NBA that seem like they're going to be able to guard him crazy efficiently. Um, and obviously, I'm probably talking a little premature here. But he had some crazy moves and finishes, extremely nice passes around people. And yeah, Dirk was praising him like crazy. The So many teams are going to regret not picking him. Uh, Atlanta, I mean, they did get a decent point guard, hopefully, and a first out of it. Sacramento is going to hurt if Luka Doncic pans out to what I think he might. And what it's looking like, he probably will. Unless Bagley really shows up, uh, I, I think that Bagley's going to, take a couple years to really get accustomed to the NBA. He really only has a left hand that I saw at Summer League. It looked like he wasn't going to be able to go anywhere else. And the Kings really needed 
a small forward, and Doncic fits that. He could play that small forward role. They have him playing the power forward in um, in Dallas, and yeah, it seems to be working fine. He, he's a big kid. He'll be able to guard out there. So that, that should be interesting. I think that Doncic is going to be really nice. And uh, yeah, so on to game two of Boston, though. We watched Kyrie go pretty crazy. He played a little over 20 minutes, though. I want to say it was 24 about. And he said, don't expect to see him in the next game coming up here. So that's uh, not, I mean, that's good. I, we got to give him some rest. You know, I do miss me some Kyrie. By the way, I love his hair. It is. <laughs> I like the look he's bringing back. He somehow got a headband with a Nike logo on it. I mean, I'm sure he could get anything Nike made that he wanted uh, within a couple minutes. So I think it looks great. At one point, we saw Marcus Smart rocking a bandana before the game. It, I, I want the whole team to wear them. I think we can pull it off and sell them all around Boston. Everyone would wear them to every game. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the hair for Kyrie. I think he's got to keep that, that old school look. But he dropped 20. He had uh, three rebounds and four assists that were real nice. Kyrie's a walking bucket. We know this. Um, and I think he's going to be so insanely efficient this year. He should be in the 50-40-90 club because he's not going to be needing to put up a crazy amount of shots, and he's only going to put up what are good looks. And he's going to bail us out a whole lot, too. Don't get me wrong. So Kyrie did good. Tatum, like I said, Tatum was struggling, and it was really frustrating. It almost was like too much time with Kobe this offseason or something. He was isoing a bit, taking some long twos that weren't looking great. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, yeah, I got a, I got a Tatum jersey the other day. I should probably throw this thing on. And I put the jersey on, and he nails a three. I'm like, okay, here we go, here we go. And he nails another three. And then he puts back an alley-oop, which was a lob from Terry. Terry threw a lob. It, it was amazing. And he ended up with 13 points in three minutes right after I put on the jersey. So I may have to wear this jersey for longer then I just put it on too late in the game, I guess. Like, I got to be wearing it all game long, and then Tatum can go off. So that was impressive. It definitely is a, it shows a lot of potential on offense, and he still plays some good defense. Um, Tatum has all the tools to do everything, and it's crazy because he's bringing out every trick in the arsenal, and he's got up and unders, he's got fadeaways, he's got that little... Uh, dream shake almost, uh, minus the hook, of course, but he, he can do it all. For how young he is, too, it's just going to keep getting more fine-tuned. That is That guy's going to be no joke, uh, but I think we all knew that. And Terry had another game of going crazy. Tommy was saying it was the shoes with his new Pumas on, those bright oranges. So Terry went crazy. He had some nice steals that he seems to. I think he should play cornerback. Uh, 13 points, four rebounds, and four assists. That was that was just prime Terry. Like I said, he's going to be a starting point guard somewhere next year. Maybe we even ship him at the deadline. But I, I don't think that we're going to get any return that's going to be as valuable as Terry is. I, I genuinely think the Celtics have a good shot of winning the championship this year. And Terry will be a very big part of that. If he's our first or second sub off the bench, which Marcus was back this game. And Terry was still the first sub out. So uh, I think that, yeah, Terry is going to play a very big role here. So 
I don't think there's any return that we're going to be able to get back for him. I know he's going to leave anyways, but I think that half season of Terry in the off season, I mean, in the postseason, excuse me, is way more worth it than shipping him away for some draft pick of a guy that we're not even going to be able to really have on this roster. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, Terry went crazy and he looks so refined him and Jalen Jalen looked amazing too. Like I said, his ball handling, he only had 11 points, five rebounds, but his ball handling, his defense, he is the whole package. And he just, you could tell how much he works in the off season. Every year he comes in and is better. And this is only his third year in the league now. So expect him to keep rising. But Tommy was going crazy, of course. I mean, like Tommy doesn't all the time, which I miss this guy so much hearing him just brought back so much. Tommy is Tommy is Celtics basketball, and there's nobody I'd rather watch commentate these games. Even if he's the most biased commentator in the world, saying over and over that everything was a foul, it was hilarious. Not even four minutes into the game, and Tommy was screaming at the refs. <laughs> Mike was like, oh, I miss you. I think we all miss Tommy. It was hilarious. And there was actually a quote. Five minutes into the home preseason game one, or game two of the preseason, the first game in the Garden. Are we going to go through one of these seasons where everyone is at the free throw line but us? And Tommy was just pissed. Tommy's already calling out the refs. I'm sure he had a talk with him after the game. And it was, <laughs> I mean, it, there were a little ridiculous calls. Like I said, Hayward had five in the first half, almost fouled out there. So it was, it, it was interesting. And, uh, I, I missed me some Tommy. So Marcus Morris did okay. He was a little bit of a chucker. Oh, sorry. I wanted to touch on the last thing that Tommy was talking about. Tommy was saying and he might be a little bit of Homer. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, he wants to see Jalen Brown win most improved player this year. And if he does that somehow in this system where two other guys really came in that are known to be all-star level talents and he can still prove himself and get, I I think you do have to have a good numbers jump to win most improved. And I think that's why it's going to be difficult for Jalen, but it's very possible. And uh, he's already somehow one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. You know, Brad pushes that onto everyone. Uh, You can tell the entire team has really felt that. So yeah, he really could be making a difference up here. And uh, yeah, Jalen's a key piece. We all know that, but most improved player would be, a little bit of a stretch, probably, like I said, just because of the minutes. But it, it could happen. Uh, it was a very close game. Like I said, I really don't pay attention to the score of these games. I'm just seeing who has been improving in what way, noticing different aspects of people's games. Um, but at the end, Yabu had that really nice two-for-one uh, down low. And then Robert Williams had... A crazy block. Uh, I forget whose three it was he blocked, but at the end there to really ice the game. And then in transition, got it back and had the wide open dunk and still gave it off to Yabu. It's nice to see him not being selfish, even though I want him to free throw line dunk and yam it because we know how insanely athletic and capable he is. So that would have been really nice to see, but it, it not worried that it didn't happen. It's nice to see him passing and giving it off. Um, showing his unselfishness a little bit there, which I'm sure is another thing that we saw Stevens preaching. And um, uh, the next game coming up here is going to be on the 2nd, and it is at 8 p.m. in Boston. 
against the Cavs. Colin Sexton in the Cavs. And Sexton should be nice. I think that people are underrating the Cavs this year. They're still going to be pretty nice. They still have Kevin Love. There's that whole J.R. Smith thing going on with his Supreme tattoo on his leg that apparently he's not allowed to uh, not allowed to have any sort of branding on him for for these NBA games, which doesn't make much sense to me. I know, and he was saying it too, there's players that have Jordan logos, Nike logos tatted on them, and no one says anything. And, but that must be because they have a sponsorship with Nike already. So, like, I can think of Gortat has a huge Jordan logo clearly on his leg. And there's a couple other guys that have the same. So maybe it's, it's going to have to do with that. JR thinks he's being personally attacked and the league doesn't like him. Um, <laughs> maybe if you didn't mess up game one of the finals and the viewership would have been way better, you'd be, they'd be a little more lenient with you. But yeah, that was, uh, that was interesting. Like I said, I think Colin Sexton's going to be nice. I think the Cavs are still going to be interesting. Maybe Tristan Thompson's being a little over the top was saying that, uh, <laughs> that they're still the champs of the East and everyone has to go through them. And there are so many people had responses to that. Marcus Morris, of course, had something to say, uh, like, dude, get out of here. No one has to go through you. Um, <laughs> Cleveland's lucky to make playoffs, to be honest. So I, I like the confidence from Tristan Thompson. you got to say that at your camp. But being real, it, it's not happening. Like, I hope he knows that LeBron left the team. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. Unless Chetty comes out and is just the man next year, most improved player, probably most valuable player or something, the Cavs are pretty out of it. And there's not all too much that I'm going to expect to see from them, even though I still think they're going to be nice. And I think it's going to have a little bit of effect on LeBron, especially if LeBron struggles a bit in LA. And everyone was saying last year that that Cleveland team was one of the worst ones he's ever had. I I think they're going to be half decent without him. And that's really going to change that narrative a little bit and be like, you know, Okay, how are you going to say that this was a terrible team when they're winning games by themselves without him? Kevin Love's going to have nice spacing, and maybe all the credit goes to Colin Sexton. Uh, We'll see. I like the attitude, toughness, and grit that he brings to that team, which they already have with Tristan Thompson. Uh, JR's got some attitude to him. Same with uh, Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance. They got a little bit of grit on that team. So they'll be nice, and I feel like I can actually follow Cleveland a little bit now, now that they're not these arch rivals and threats in the East. So yeah, um, I am very excited that the NBA is back. I'm sure everybody here is also, and we'll be keeping you updated on Celtics news. If there's anything that you'd like to talk about, or you want to get on a podcast, you can reach out to me on Twitter at NBA distributor or on Celtics pulse, Twitter at Celtics pulse. Make sure to follow us on there. And we will be back next week, guys. Thank you very much for listening.